0: You know, intuition, I think, is an extension of um, self-trust because we all are intuitive. I mean, how many times do we get red flags that we don't pay attention to or that we notice and we we ignore them, right? Like we all have that experience. And the way that you strengthen any kind of really self-knowledge is by tapping in and, and trusting yourself and trusting that inner guidance. So you've got to recognize it as inner guidance when you get a red flag, that's inner guidance. The way that you empower your intuition is by paying attention to it and following it. That's what strengthens it. It's like a muscle. It's like anything else that you're going to train.
1: Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready, it's time to rise. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. Today's guest is Lynette Duncan. Lynette is a spiritual strategist and intuitive guide who uses the ancient tool of astrology to reveal the sacred energy imprint of the soul. Lynette believes that all beings come into this life with a purpose, that we all possess certain aptitudes for service and greater connection, and that we are pulled into the experiences that we are meant to share with others. She believes that in every human life is the possibility for greatness, and that greatness is a felt experience. I love that so much. I so strongly agree with that powerful idea. So I first connected with Lynette by way of a gifted tarot reading for my best girl, And I admit that I was hesitant to do a tarot reading at first because my autonomy is so robust, you guys, and just wants to reign as the ultimate sayer who is creating my unique path of life. With that said, my mind is very curious and does leave the door open for discovery in the new. And once I really tune in and tap into my primal intuition on the subject, when my intuition says yes... It moves me towards action on that curious idea. I am so grateful I said yes to that tarot reading with Lynette. And, you know, my experience in that reading with her was so wonderful for so many reasons. I mean, the cards pulled were so powerful. And just to listen to how she explains what they mean and, you know, the energy in those cards was really, really an elevating experience. But I admit that that was not what really excited me the most about that time with Lynette. It was more about her, just connecting with her. She is the real thing, you guys. You know, she is so powerful and, and really mystical, um, so authentic, no bullshit. So, you know, I gained a lot of inspiration and energetic strength from that time with her. It led me to this inspired thought of oh my gosh, I got to get her on the podcast for my people because she is just, you'll discover in this conversation, man, it's just, it's going to leave you with some thought-provoking ideas and a lot of support to help you to really tune into your higher self. Lynette knows how to tap into her intuition and allow it to guide her as she offers insights and guidance to others. So in this ultra- Inspiring talk. Lynette shares tactics on how you can tune into your intuition. She breaks down why self love is the key element to building an enriched and fulfilling life. She teaches the understandings of shadow work and the importance of doing this work. She talks about how to tune into your masculine and feminine energies and how they impact your life, how she uses tarot and astrology to guide her clients and community. The power and crucial aspects of self-validation and authenticity. She also breaks down what it means to be a spiritual strategist and so much more, you guys. I'm not being dramatic at all when I tell you, you are going to love, love, love this episode. A fun side note that I want to share with you that was not so fun in the moment um, is that this was actually our second podcast we had together So I did not hit record on the first one by mistake. It was the first time ever. And at that time, it was 121 episodes. Um, I was crushed upon realizing that because we literally had the most elevating and magical of talks that I was so excited to share with all of you. Not to mention Lynette's generous, uh, you know, time that she shared to have that talk with me, it was gnarly. Um, but the beautiful part of that experience was the authentic love and support that I received, both from Lynette and from myself in that moment. You know, I could have been really hard on myself, and trust me, it stung for several hours, but Lynette's compassion and supportive words upon, you know, realizing that. And my own compassion and the trained ability to have a very quick refractory period when there was a stimulus like that, it supported my ability to move on, to get us rescheduled for another talk. And honestly, you guys, this talk was even more incredible. So with all of that effort made, to produce this incredible episode for you. I am so excited to share it and I would love to get your feedback on it by way of sharing this up on your IG stories with tags to both Lynette and I, Are um IG handles are in the show notes. Um, I love carrying on the conversation and DMs and in the comments. Just keep us connected and tuned in to how this episode supported you and, and, you know, what it offered you. I would love your feedback. So it means so much to hear from you. If you have not subscribed yet to this podcast, please hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating and review via iTunes. It helps this show grow big time. Okay, it's time to enjoy this gorgeous conversation with the incredible oracle of your soul, Lynette Duncan. Enjoy, you guys. Hey, you guys. Before we get started in this week's episode, I want to let you know that I created a free 10-minute kick-ass energy morning ritual for you. The reason why I created this, you guys, is because I know firsthand the power of having time carved out just for myself in the morning where I'm able to get into the highest state of mind, to really get into my body, direct my thoughts, my intention, and get me moving in the direction I want to go throughout the day oftentimes people think it has to be this big production in order for it to be effective. And I'm here to say that is not true. You have no idea how powerful it is to just have even 10 minutes just for you at the start of your day. So let me tell you what this 10 minute morning ritual consists of. First, you get a free five-minute guided meditation. So I created this very bite-sized meditation to just help you get into a calm state where you're really focusing on your breath and elevating your mindset to be moving in the direction that you desire for the day. This is excellent for those of you who really want to start a meditation practice. Next, you get a PDF action step guide to help fill out the remainder of the 10 minutes with some journal prompts, with some movement suggestions, and I even put some intentional nutrition prompts in there for you. You guys, it's simple and it's attainable, and that's the whole magic to it. This is something that you can really integrate into your life, and I promise you, if you are consistent with this ritual, it is going to help to shift your energy day by day to be moving in the direction that you want. You want to be feeling good on the way to kicking ass, with your goals and your mission in life. So check it out right now, blackbuttbeauty.com. It's on the homepage. Put in your email and you will get it immediately sent to your inbox. Don't forget to check your junk email because it likes to land there too. All right, you guys, it's time to get into this week's episode. We are on the net officially.
0: Officially. (laughs) Officially.
1: (laughs) Round two. How are you today? You look beautiful.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm great. I'm great. I'm so excited to have this time
1: with you. Um, you know, it was funny last night I was, uh, looking at your Instagram and you did a, a collective, uh, reading and, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you, I laughed out loud because that first card that you pulled, you're like, we're all going through it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, that was funny. Cause I got a bunch of cards that I didn't expect, you know, when you're doing a reading for the collective and some of the cards are negative, you're like, okay, breathe, breathe.
1: <laughs> so something that I'm really, I, I have a lot of things that I'm excited to talk to you about today. Um, one of the things I just want to say right off the bat is, you know, as much as I love astrology, as much as I love tarot, and it's something that I have been drawn to for the better part of my life, um, there's really something extra special about you. You know, there's a lot of astrologers and 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 people who you know have this um, who who do what you do, essentially, right? But. My best girl, Carrie, is the one who connected me with you. And I love her so much for it because you and I did a reading. We did a tarot reading and, you know, pulled some amazing cards. Um, and and I just felt so uplifted after that, that moment, that hour with you, uh, you know, and it wasn't necessarily the cards. Those were great, but those were the bonus. For me, Lynette, it was really you. It was your energy. And I, you know, I, I just want to say that, um, I'm just really picky, you know, i I live I'm very connected and operate in a very profound, aligned, harmonized way with self with source in my life. and i just i really i feel like one of my superpowers is uh, reading people and um just like vibing energy. And I just fucking love your energy. You are the real thing. And it's just, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to have you here to just, um, I want to dive into everything. Can you, can we start with how astrology became your, your, your life's work?
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, I had an I had a reading, um, I was young. I was like 20, 21 and I was a young mom. Mm-hmm. Um I was in kind of a challenging relationship and uh my husband had actually met her and he recommended I go have a reading with her, which I did. And it was just a basic reading. There wasn't anything that was significant about it now that I look back on it because it was just basic and, you know, information, mm-hmm. but it changed my life. And I was so intrigued by it. Um, I had, excuse me, I had sort of lost religion a few years before that, and I was really seeking. And so I decided to do instruction with her. She was a Capricorn. (laughs) Mm. So, yeah, so she ended up being my teacher, very strict, harsh teacher, but I learned a lot from her. So I studied under her for a couple of years. And that's how I got into it. And I really kind of put it aside for many years and then picked it up uh, around my Chiron return, which wasn't until I was about 50. Mm. So big story in between. But um, it absolutely is magic. And uh, I help people find their purpose. Um, That's what I really use it for. Mm -hmm. Even when I do cards like I did with you, it's really a spiritual quest. It's really about your energy, your own spiritual development. Um, And that's how I approach everything.
1: I love that. Yeah. And you know, that, that's the, cause I, I mentioned to you that I, I almost didn't want to do it. And I, and Carrie knows because I am a very autonomous woman and I, I just don't ever want, I want to be the ruler of my life. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't want anything necessarily influencing cause I am very sensitive. So if for example, you planted the seed of like something, I don't know, that just didn't feel right. Like it could stick in my mind, you know, and I know that. So, but again, going back to my girl, because I trust her and I, I just know whoever she's vibing with, like I'm going to vibe with, and Mm -hmm. you know, when we did, uh, the reading, it's not like you were fortune telling, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Can you, I, can you actually, um, explain really where, how you use the cards and what you're doing with your, uh, the people that you're reading for, because I, it was very unique and special.
0: thanks. Well, you know, I see the way that people gather and, main, and the, like develop um, like dependence on people that do that kind of thing. And I don't really like dependence. I don't, I'm not interested really in being that person for other people. I'm really interested in helping people figure things out and then taking their own, you know, reins and going with it. So I, oh, I picked up Tarot to really sort of hone my intuition skills. So I was using cards for myself and then I started reading and I noticed that I was super accurate. And so I've always sort of had this um, tendency to really just focus on a person's spiritual growth and where they're at and guidance from that place. It's just who I am. Um, I can't really explain it any other way. I mean, I just don't, I don't really cultivate dependence any place on my page or um within my experience. So it's something that I've learned through my own personal growth is to just not depend like you. I'm very much like you and I'm, I'm my own source. And so I don't like to create a dependence. I'm not interested really in that. It's really just about intention for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I felt that, um, I just felt held and lifted, but not, you know, necessarily, uh, you know, go this way, go that way. And I, and that, that really stood out to me. The other thing, um, I really want to just express, um, that I love so much about you is I love the way that you communicate your choice of words, the way that you, I just, I love your collective readings um, and, and, you know, what you share on Instagram, your captions, the way that you write. It just, for me, there's so much power in the words that you use. I'm a logophile, so I'm very picky about words, you know, (laughs) that like, I can feel that you're really when you say like, I don't know a better way to describe it. Cause it's just so naturally who you are. I genuinely feel that from you. You're it's, there's no costume. You're, like you're literally pulling from, from this intuitive um, place. And I actually, let's talk about intuition. I think that, um, you know, so one of the things that I talk about a lot is self-trust. Uh, I feel like it's mm-hmm. the ultimate way to be To be living and operating from, right? When we can trust ourselves no matter what, we can really make choices that are going to allow us to live from our fullest potential, which is not to say that that means we're not going to face challenge or everything's easy, quite the opposite. I think it means that we're going to position ourselves to be in some fucking hard shit sometimes, but we know how to recover. We There's trust there. And I would love part of the the trust factor for me personally is, um, you know, I have always been someone who 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 has been able to, and, and, and later in my life, it's become even stronger, but to really listen against all odds, like against, you know, what other people think people that I love and I value, but I just, there's something powerful inside of me where I lean into, I can't ignore her and I bet on myself and I go and that, you know, there there's intuition that, that I'm operating from that allows that. So um, I think a lot of people, you know, don't really know how to trust their intuition, how to hear their intuition. Um, I would love for you to speak on that.
0: Hmm. Well, wow, that's a great question. You know, <clears throat> intuition, I think is an extension of um self-trust because we all are intuitive. I mean, how many times do we get red flags that we don't pay attention to or that we notice and we, we ignore them, right? Like we all have that experience. And The way that you strengthen any kind of really self-knowledge is by tapping in and Mm -hmm. and trusting yourself and trusting that inner guidance So you've got to recognize it as inner guidance when you get a red flag that's inner guidance The way that you empower your intuition is by paying attention to it and Mm -hmm. following it. That's what strengthens it It's like a muscle. It's like anything else that you're going to train. So when you really trust yourself because I get, a, I get a question a lot. People are like, well, how do you know if it's your intuition or if it's your, your like ego? Mm-hmm. And that's a great question. So you always notice that the intuition is something that is an impulse. It's an, it's a, it's something that sort of bubbles up that you're not trying to control. Yeah. A lot of times the ego will come right in after it as a fear and say, but what if right like Mm -hmm. because we want to we want to challenge that ego wants to challenge the true nature of who we really are that real innate being that essence Mm -hmm. the energy that we're in is really pulling all of us more into authenticity so authenticity and and intuition go together because we are intuitive beings it's another sense that's beyond the 3d you know physical senses so When you have a sense of self-trust and especially a sense of self-love, you're more in touch with that because um, when you love yourself, you're willing to trust yourself because you can see that you've never really made mistakes. You can forgive yourself for the mistakes that you've made. You can see all the red flags that you've missed and how it affected your life. And so you become more responsible, I think did that answer your question? <laughs>
1: oh, it totally did. And it took us right to another area that I am so excited to talk about with you because, um, I, you know, self-love is, is the area, right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's something that, uh, you know, I, I have this 5S formula, which is really a formula that because people, I, I'm an empowerment coach. I talk about empower, empowering, yourself to be able to, to live from your fullest self in life, right? Like to, to make these powerful choices, you have to feel very empowered to do so. So I have this formula that essentially it's just me going in. Well, how did you get here? Right. And so the formula is in sequential order, you need self-awareness. Then next is self-connection. Next is self-love. Next is self-confidence. And then the crown jewel is self-trust, but Mm -hmm. Love is the precursor to self-confidence. And I know this in my own life because I would never position myself to do the hard things that fortify self-confidence if I did not love myself enough or, and even love what was on the other side of the challenge to move my. So it's really what I call self-love is the queen battle and paying attention to, I have chills right now because replaying things that you've written uh, in your in your post and 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 th- things that you've communicated around the subject of self. and I don't think I've ever heard any speak to it in a way that resonates with me so just harmoniously. Mm-hmm. So I would love to just go down a rabbit hole with you around self-love. how to grasp this concept, you know how do you move through your life with self-love anywhere you want to go with it. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Um, Well, I love this topic. It's what I teach. And uh, I've been able to blend it in with the astrology and other things that I do because it's so central. It's just such an important spiritual component. Um, And I I came into self-love and understanding about it in the same way that we all do is through our own self-knowledge and our own self-understanding because we've lacked a certain thing that we've been able to connect with. So I spent the most of my life not being in self-love. I had a horrible self-esteem. In fact, I was one of those people that used to ask, well, how do you get self-esteem? Like I was curious, I was curiously, I was genuinely curious, like, how does a person get self-esteem? Like, I didn't understand that, how some people were confident and yet I wasn't. And so I, I actually started following Matt Kahn. Matt Kahn was a spiritual teacher who really sort of opened that book for me. And I have to really credit him for um, really laying the foundation and the basics around it. But when I started, I had sort of a spiritual awakening that happened Um, And I had always been really spiritual, but I had sort of had this awakening um, around the time that I was 50. And I was actually going through my Chiron return. I wasn't an astrologer yet. I wasn't doing any of the things. I'd been divorced. I had all these, I was in a narcissistic relationship. It was, I was at a pretty low point in my life and I started implementing some of the basics of self-love and I started actively working in a somatic way with my feelings and with my inner child, especially. And I just started meeting myself where I was at. I was really depressed. I was super anxious and I was, I really, really had a nervous breakdown. I couldn't hold a job. I had to figure out my life. I moved in with my daughter to help with my granddaughter. Like I was a mess. And I pulled myself out of this pit through self-love. I just um, started healing and, of all the other things that I had done, any kind of spiritual healing or workshops or anything else that I had done, self-love was the thing that had been the missing piece for me. And so when I really started cultivating a relationship with myself and a relationship with my inner child, I started feeling stronger and um, I added things to it. I add, Like you did, I had certain steps that I added to it. And I shifted into, when I started feeling better and I started feeling like I could see the light, I shifted into gratitude, which made a huge difference. Like being gratitude, being grateful just for, because gratitude brings you into the moment. Um, You can't be in a state of self-loathing if you're in gratitude. And I noticed that it really shifted my mood. It shifted my energy and it kept me in the now moment. And it let me see all of the things that I did have available to me. Um, And then I added celebration of self. And that was where I really connected with self-confidence. So it sounds like we sort of like had the same steps, Yeah. Um, but um, just in, you know, just wording it differently, maybe, (laughs) but um, celebrating the self is one of those things that a lot of times when I work with people in a self-love process, they miss that, like they'll love themselves and they, you almost have to do all of it Mm -hmm. in order to capture the full benefits of it. Sure, the celebration of self is such a beautiful energy, because we forget to do that we're always achieving and going on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And we very rarely really take time to acknowledge who we are. And so self validation, personal validation, I think is at the core Mm -hmm. of self love. And we seek it so much in our relationships and we, 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 we become so codependent on caring about what other people think and how they think about us and the experiences that we've had and their acceptance and approval. Um, and it leaves us empty. And so I found that personal validation is really the core tenant, I think of self-love because I'm a, I'm sort of a. Uh, I don't know, you would call me, I'm a, I'm an energy, I'm a spiritual strategist. So I really focus on energy. And when you're validating yourself on a really deep level, Mm -hmm. it allows things to flow to you. Because self love is an energy of receiving, it's an energy of receiving your own love. And so when you receive your own love, and you're in an active state of doing that, you're already in a feminine expression, you're always receiving. So you're receiving their love, you're receiving other people's love, it helps you to navigate your life so that you can set boundaries and mm-hmm. um, so that you can see those mm-hmm. things more clearly so that you can tap into the energy within you that says, hey, this is a barrier, this is a boundary, and that you can speak up. I mean, I'm simplifying it.
1: No. Yeah. It's so good though. That's, I mean, there's so many pieces to pull on there. Self validation um, you know, the, the, the boundary piece as well. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't really hold true love for yourself, you're not going to be able to stand up for yourself and, and, and know how to create boundaries to, to keep yourself in alignment, to protect yourself. Um, I love that so much. And I, you know, another thing that to mention about self-love I think because we hear it we so were actually hearing this more these days, right? But yeah. I think it sometimes the way it could be communicated is almost like this, you know, soft. It's just like this. I don't know, just it, like to me, self-love is fucking gangster. It's it badass. Is. And it and, <laughs> and and right? And 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 to really validate that statement, it's like here's the proof because we know that when you true self-love is actually not common. It's not common for a reason because it's fucking hard. It is hard. Right. And so that's why I, I, I feel that when you are really operating with self-love in your life, like that's some gangster shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is, it it takes courage, I think. And I, I think the thing that the, the kernel that most people miss is that one, they think that self-care is self-love and those are two different things. Okay. So you can't, you don't want to confuse those things because I've met a lot of people that are in a lot of just amazing kinds of self-care, but they're really lacking that experience, that relationship with themselves. Mm. And it's something, that's the reason why I teach it because I think that people miss this part. And the real kernel of it is forgiveness for yourself, really loving. Self-love is a navigation tool. So the thing that, that I think a lot of people seek is that they think that if they're going to love themselves, that everything's going to be roses, that they're never going to feel self-doubt and they're never going to feel fear. And that just isn't the truth. We use self-love to navigate our way through life, through those kinds of things. But I think the thing that most people miss is that they, they kind of reject or they they're afraid a little bit to go into this real deep relationship with themselves mm-hmm. where they're just willing to love the part of them that is struggling mm-hmm. you yeah. know the part of them that is afraid the part of them that has fears and doubts and you don't need to know why there's a thing that's happening in your life and in your experience and why you're fearful all you've got to do is show up for that part of you that's in fear and you don't have to understand it you just have to be there to to feel into the part of you that's fearful because in a way self-love is soul retrieval so it pulls all these energies back into the core of unconditional love for yourself and forgiveness and that doesn't mean that you do bad things it means that you take accountability it means that you can forgive yourself and say look okay i really screwed up in that situation I, I know that I can do better, but loving yourself through a process like that allows you to do better next time. It allows you to forgive yourself so that you're not hung up on the trying to keep yourself closed off from your actual experience that you're having. I find that most people have a dual experience. There's the experience they're having internally. And then there's the experience that they talk about and that they show to other people. Those are two different lives a lot of times
1: so true and i i love that you you know you you really are an advocate for for owning all of your emotions for allowing these emotions to move through you and to not resist because we know that um you know energy it, 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 you you don't you can't make it go away you have to transmute it right so yep. um you know i i know in my own life self compassion is is pretty much one of the most badass tools that i operate with and it and it really allows i'm a path creator it's hard, right? Cause it's all unique. It's all coming from my intuitive self, from my passion, my purpose, my vision. Um, I'm laying out the roadmap. Right. And, and there's a lot of challenge because I'm, 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 I'm reaching for greatness in my life every single day. Right. That's the process more than even the goals. Right. But I want to achieve the goals too. And there are times that I feel, uh, you know, uh, fear, um, self-doubt. I mean, I'm a very confident woman, but that doesn't mean that that stuff doesn't come in. It is always attacking, right? But mm-hmm. I just, I, I, one of the things, and and this is just to really validate and appreciate what you just shared and that you talk about frequently, actually, is that, um, you know, my I, hand on heart and literally I'll say to myself out loud, um, I understand this makes sense. I know it's hard, but we can do this. I got you. Mm -hmm. And this, this, this allowing myself to, to feel the feelings and at the same time, feeling myself supporting myself Mm -hmm. to get through it is literally what allows me to move past it and to really rise from it. So I love, again, like you have a very unique uh, approach um, your wisdom and and what you communicate because, I mean, it just hits home. It hit, it hit it hits home to me because Lynette, it literally is is what is supporting me to move through my life. And when you talk about, um, you know, we don't take that much time to uh, self celebrate. That's another home run for me because I, every night when I go to bed, I, I truly like, this is, you know, I only speak truth. I've got nothing to hide. I literally hand on heart and I just, and I say to myself, I love you and I am so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And it's just honoring myself. It doesn't mean that, you know, I can't do better or there aren't things maybe where I came up short. It's just, just really being in a really loving relationship with myself and, um, and knowing that you know being on my team is is really what is going to not just help me to get to the things i want to get to or receive but to to fucking feel good in the process right cuz the process is really that's where I, i'm i'm most um it's the most provocative piece to me it's the process
0: totally well i think that self love the why, the reason why it's so effective to navigate is because like you and any other self-sourced individual, any other creator out there, you're always expanding. You're always growing. And so when you're always growing, you're always going to bump up against your edges, right? You're always going to bump up against something you haven't done yet. And something that is going to scare you. And this is why you don't want to have the assumption that, that, that doubt and fear means anything. Hmm we, 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 a lot of times see those things as warnings. You shouldn't do this, or you shouldn't do that. Or, you know, self-doubt a lot of times is an indicator that people think of th- that they should be cautious or that they should maybe pull back. Self-doubt isn't the evidence of anything. Self-doubt is just the evidence of self-doubt. It's just showing you what's in the way. Mm-hmm. So, When you just show up in love with yourself, for yourself in that very moment, you're always going to meet your edges. You're always going to be in expansion. You're always going to be practicing self-love. That's why it's not something that you just do for three months and you put it down. Mm. This is a practice. This is a lifestyle. It's a way of being with yourself. And it's a way of partnering with yourself. I find a lot of people on this journey, for whatever reason, are isolated. They're in solitary Union with themselves. They're not necessarily with a partnership. That's not true for everyone, Mm -hmm. but I find that it's fairly true for the people that I work with. They've left relationships that don't serve them and that they've moved on from that. And they spend a period of time in singleness. And that can be a difficult road if you're not practicing self love. It can be very lonely and very isolating. And You know, being able to be in a self-love relationship with yourself and to be okay being alone, to be happy, to be content, to be spiritually sovereign is such a powerful thing. Not only is that going to attract a true partner to you eventually, if that's what you desire, but it makes the road so much easier to travel, you know, when you're partnering with yourself. And, you know, so often we seek outside of ourselves for that component, you know, that person to validate us and to make us valued and worthy. But if we're doing that, it doesn't mean that we can't be in relationship with another person. It only can amplify our ability to be in relationship with someone else.
1: I so agree. I call it insourcing. And I, you know, it's, um, it's interesting because I never frame myself as, um, you know, some like, I'm never alone. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ever by myself. I'm always, I'm with myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and again, it's a play on words, but words are an experience to me. They're energetic. and, 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 and to be honest, it's the truth because I really am not alone. I'm, I'm with, with my, my being. And I, I know you've talked about that before. Um, You know, that everybody does really have this higher self. I have a relationship with my future self. She's my highest self. She is my muse. And we Mm -hmm. connect every day in meditation, but really I operate my whole day with her. And um, I'd love for you to speak on that too, because I do feel that when we can really connect with this higher self and maybe you know i think for me having this relationship with my future self has helped me to really almost create like this separate entity that's within it's me it's all me right but having that somewhat bit of separation as roxy in the future mm-hmm. has really helped to fortify this relationship in a and to where it is an absolute partnership that i'm moving through my life with. So I never feel alone and I, cause I'm, I'm just not. So I would love for you to speak on that. Cause I think that's a very powerful, um, you know, it, it's a very powerful thing to realize. And I, I, I love the way that you speak about it.
0: Well, this was one of the most painful things for me to understand and learn because I was really codependent. I'd been really wounded, um, and traumatized in ways that I didn't even understand from childhood things that I only through my self-love practice had I been able to really connect with. So I I discovered I had a lot of trauma in my infancy, which, which when I, when I really connected with that kind of energy, it was very painful. Part of my self-love process, it doubled me over when I was able to connect with that real wounded part of me. But as I, as I worked through the components of self-love, I realized that I'd always been seeking for that validation outside of myself. And I was so disconnected because really, I think what you're speaking of is just a, another form of spiritual sovereignty where you, op- you self-love helps you to open up energetically. And when we open up energetically and we're not afraid to love and we're, real, and we're willing to take care of our hearts, our hearts open up and we're available for more spiritual um, involvement, more, more spiritual connection so that we can access these parts of us. And the future self or the higher self isn't, even, isn't any different than the wounded self. It's all an entity within you. And really, they're just different facets of your being that you're connecting with. And so to me, it's all sacred, you know, yeah. the wounded infant for me that I tuck into my heart that nobody ever really gets to access, um, is just as valid and is just as present as anything that I work with in an in a more ethereal realm. It's all the same being. Yeah. It's just a different face of the same experience. And so when I really do the work and I realize that all of these facets of me are me that I'm in a concentrated form of consciousness and I'm just here doing the thing, It's it It takes work. I mean, that sort of energy, it comes to you after practice and after doing the work and opening yourself up energetically and and really allowing yourself to be who you are because everything relaxes. When you're in deep self-validation, everything relaxes. And so you're available for more. And this is where, again, when we come back to the intuition, it's the same thing. You're receiving guidance from a different place because you're open. You're not closed off. You're not holding it in. You're not clenching and, and constricting, right? You're open because you're open to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's a practice. It's a process. It's something that I I believe everybody deserves to really know, to understand, to practice, to have support with. That's why I talk about it so much because, um, You and I know that it's an embodiment, right? It needs to be a somatic experience. It's got to be a feeling. Mm -hmm. You want to connect to the feeling. You don't want to push the feeling away. This is how we end up living like dual lives where we feel one way and then we do something else. And we're always trying to protect that feeling state. And it's actually okay to let yourself feel the things that you fucking feel. It's there. Right, it's there. And why, you know, like eventually when you do this long enough, you're like, you don't do that anymore. You don't hide mm. those things from yourself because you know, the damage that it does, and it closes you off from other people. And it closes you off from your own experience and from your own blessings and from your own truth. Cause it is your truth. Yes. So yes. when a feeling is uncomfortable and you move into that with understanding and patience and mm. love and compassion, that feeling dissolves, you integrate yourself in that moment, you integrate these parts of you that then become more whole, you become more whole in that moment. Um, And then you get to a place, you know, where it's so you're so embodied, that you just move with grace through every experience in your life, even when you're struggling.
1: So good. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Beauty Counter. You guys, as a beauty expert and makeup pro of over 20 years, I have legitimately sifted and sorted through endless amounts of beauty products, from skincare to makeup, you name it, I've touched it. And, you know, high performance is always a priority to me. You know, when you're working on clients who are on the red carpet or accepting awards on live shows like the Oscars, things of that nature, there really is no room for error when it comes to performance. But as a total, you know, lover of health, you know, over the past decade, I became highly conscious about you know, the health aspect of products too, and really trying to steer away from skincare and makeup products that, you know, have chemicals and fragrances and ultimately health disruptors. So when I found Beauty Counter, you guys, I started playing with their skincare and their makeup products on me. I was so happy with the results. Not only, you know, did they totally deliver, but I legitimately felt better. Putting these products onto my skin. You know, what you put on your skin is totally affecting your health. And it's so important to really realize that. Not to mention the brand is really health conscious for the world and I love that too, but that's just me. So check it out. You guys can now shop my personal favorites on blackbeltbeauty.com from Beauty Counter. You just gotta go to the shop section, go to beauty and you will find my favorites. And I'm continuously adding new products there as I discover more because the brand is just constantly, you know, creating new amazing skincare products and makeup products. So as I learn about them, them, and as I try them and love them, I'm sharing them on the site. So check it out. Go to blackbeltbeauty.com. Go to the shop beauty section and shop the beauty counter page from there. Let me know what you think. I'd love your feedback. And if you ever have questions about beauty, you know where to find me. DM me Roxy Look or Black Belt Beauty. Lots of love, you guys. It's interesting. So I, one thing I want to add to it, and I, I'm curious to what you, how you vibe with this, but. There's always, uh, in my own experience, I've learned that there's always this next level with it too. So a real life example would be that in the last um, almost two months, uh, you know, I have many different modalities of training. Yoga has been a part of my life forever. Um, But in the um, almost the last two months, I have been doing this, um, my own yoga flow every morning with consistency. So my, my day to day is it's yin in the morning, yang through the day and then yin in the evening. Right. So I have these very nourishing self uh, you know, the self care, all that, that, that loving kind of energy at the top where I can go in and at the bottom. And then during the day it's full fire. We got to fucking make shit happen kind of thing. Right. But in the last two months, um, and in our reading together, you know, we talked about, you, you said to me, there was this, you pulled self-actualization a card and, and you talked about like, I'm, I'm reaching kind of another level with my own spiritual self. I have been doing this yoga flow and I'm channeling through it. I, I do it in front of the mirror and I, words come out of me, moments come out of me, experiences and, and there are moments where I'm like tears come, not like I'm crying, but like tears because I, I like these statements of just let go, stop yeah. judging, love yourself. You can do this in all, you know, affirmations, but like, it's literally like coming to me as I'm in movement in this flow. And when I am done and I let myself feel everything, I am exactly what you just said. This is why like it really touched me. I am so whole and that is how I'm starting my day. And you know, this practice has, has just come like this, you know, fluid, um, consistent practice has just come uh, in the last two months. So, you know, how long will this, I don't know. And it doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that I'm really saying is like, there's always going to be when you are really in this, this is a lifestyle. Like you said, you embody this, I think it's, it's so inspiring and so rewarding that there's always going to be like this new thing or new, new way or new development that will support you totally to take you to the next level. And I'm, I'm, I'm living this right now. And so everything you just said is like, oh my God. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I you mean, know what? It, yeah. yeah. No, no. Wait. No, finish. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, you know, it, it really bridges me to something else that I really want to um, speak to you about. But I don't, I, you know, if you had
0: something to say. No, not... no, please go ahead.
1: Well, yeah. I- thinking about the yin and the yang and the yin, so that's ultimately feminine, masculine energy, feminine, masculine, feminine. And one thing that I can tell you with with so much truth and confidence is that you know, when I've pulled out and really watched who I am and how I function in my life. Um, there really is this harmonious relationship between my masculine and feminine energy in the sense of like how I, how I exist and and also how I operate in my life, you know, and I've never done, uh, I haven't taken deep dives into reading about masculine, feminine. It's just a a knowing and a being. And, you know, now it's kind of more, you, you hear it more. and, And so I've picked up on, on, on the way that, you know, people talk about divine feminine, but I truly have never, I haven't researched in those it's just um it's just really natural to me and but I I know you speak to this even as a collective like how people are functioning in their masculine and feminine energy and I would just love to go down a rabbit hole there with you
0: sure (laughs) sure Well, you know, it's interesting because we all have, you know, and this is something that astrologically we see that, right? We all have Mars in our chart. We all have Venus. We all have this polarity within us. We have a lot of different polarities within us. We live in duality. That's why we're here on the planet. So understanding masculine and feminine energy is really important to, to come into wholeness with yourself because the masculine Especially for me the how I discovered the masculine within me and how I was misusing the masculine was because I was protecting I was defensive. I was closed off. I was I was walled off I wasn't allowing the 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 affection for myself or other people like um and I was a single mom raising four daughters for a really long time and so and I've been single for a long time so I've had to take care of myself. I've had to provide and protect myself and all those things. I've had to go out and hustle. And so it isn't about gender. It's really about the energy and how you're using it. And what I found out was that when I was building my business um, and I was using my the momentum that I was gathering from what my self-love practice had brought me, the abundance that it had actually brought me because it, it brought me into alignment with myself, which when you come into alignment with yourself, your purpose is always going to reveal itself. And so when I started moving in that direction and really bumping up against my edges around um, money mm-hmm. and security and feeling like I could take care of myself in a different way, in this new way where I wasn't, letting someone else pay me for a job or something like that. This one, I really understood about it because I realized that it was also the thing that was keeping me from relationships. Mm. And I was, I'm straight, I'm hetero. And so I was, you know, attracted to men. And I recognized that the way that I was using masculine energy was pushing relationships out of my life. Because I'd been in this masculine energy for so long of always doing for myself. I didn't ever allow a partner to do things for me or to give to me or to provide or protect me. I was always, I always saw myself as this fierce, independent woman. Yes. Right. And that's really rampant right now in our society this real strong, feminine, but masculine woman. And it's, yeah. And it's a distortion, it is. And this is where a lot of women I think get really tripped up, is because they don't want to be seen as submissive. They're sort of seeing it as a as an either this or that. Exactly. And it's not, it's not. The the masculine energy that you speak about, even in your own life, is your ability to go out there and to get it done, right? And mm-hmm. to do that whole experience in the middle of your day where you're 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 just meeting people and you're grinding it out. Yep. And then you have the yin experiences at the beginning and the end. And that's the feminine energy where you're receiving. Mm -hmm. Now, the energy that we're in right now is very feminine. It's been feminine for about six years. Mm. And so this real masculine feminine energy that women tend to have Mm -hmm. isn't going to work eventually. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work for their relationships. It might work for their goals, but eventually they're going to hit a wall with it because the universe demands balance. Yeah. So this is why self-love is so important because self-love is such a feminine energy that it's almost, it's, I don't want to say it's all you need to do, but it almost is all you need to do because when you're supporting yourself, you can activate the masculine energy. When you're the cheerleader for your own life yes and move into more action oriented stuff, you can set boundaries, you can create structures. That's all masculine energy. Mm-hmm. So the feminine is through the receiving and the allowance. And I think a lot of women really struggle with this mm-hmm. because I think women have bought the idea that women are weak and that we're perceived weak, that being that energy is weak because for some reason, the patriarchy's distorted that. And so we've taken it on mm-hmm. rather than embracing the feminine qualities. And so, yeah.
1: Oh man, you are like hitting it out of the park. I mean, because this is something that I feel often, because I I, I witness this, and I and I I really do agree with you. It's interesting, right? Because first of all, I think it takes more strength and courage to allow, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, because you're not trying to control. You're not gripping, mm-hmm. and the allowing is the feminine energy. It is, so. Yeah really it's like, let's not confuse feminine energy as soft and submissive and not powerful. In fact, I don't want to say one dominates over the other because I really do believe in the harmony of both. But I mean, I think the feminine energy is really like when you are really in it and you're not confusing and trying to over-control, like when you're really in that mode of allowing and receiving and loving, I feel like that is the ultimate like you're omnipotent at that point right and so you don't have to you know um it's funny i'm straight too and i you know my mom my mom's amazing by the way like five cesarean kids like single mom like it's she's she's hardcore she's a legend she always you know one of the things um i love so much that she she really instilled in my mind from a young age is like let a man be a man you know, and as strong as I am, I have three brothers and a sister and I grew up, my brothers were very close in age and we're all, you know, um, I do let a man be a man. And, you know, I know in the, in today's society, this language and this talk get really, and that's, I don't, that stuff bores me to be honest. Um, but you know what I'm saying in the sense of like, yeah, I can hold in my strength and my feminine energy and and not have to over, uh, if the man wants to open the door for me, by all means I want you to open the door for me doesn't mean okay. I can't do it I know I'm capable but yeah. because I know I'm capable I have nothing to prove I have yeah. nothing to grip I'm going to allow this energy to to come in and and like let my inner goddess <laughs> appreciate it
0: well it's you know when you when you pull in I mean here we're talking about energetics again right because A woman who's strength, who's strongly in her masculine is going to repel a masculine man. Mm. This is a lot of times why really strong women will attract men who are not that. And if they are that they're, they're going to butt heads. That's going to be a problem because men in their masculine men are not as intuitive as we are. They're not as aware in some ways as we are. And so they don't know why, but it's not a match for them because they don't want to be in a relationship with a man. They want to be in a relationship with a woman, a woman, the feminine energy allows the man to soften because she's holding soft energy. Mm. It's a very, like you say, the, the concept of it and the conversations around it, I feel the same. They're sort of boring to me Mm -hmm. because people have the feelings they have until they don't feel that way anymore until they have another understanding. But this is, you know, I had, I found I had to balance my feminine energy more. Mm -hmm. the allowance, the, the, um, the receiving being able to receive. And this is why even again, the self-love practice and the celebration of myself, the receiving myself, giving myself the pep talks, um, boundaries was another way that I wasn't using my masculine energy in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to set boundaries and to create structures for the things like you do in your life that are, these are, these are things that you do, you know, these Mm -hmm. are structures that you have for self-care or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's a structured energy is masculine energy. So we all have these components. It's a matter of kind of doing a deep study in your own life about how you're personally using that energy. Mm. And to me, the feminine energy is the godly energy. She's the creative energy. The masculine comes in and sets puts structures around that creation and then makes something solid out of it, but it's the feminine that all the energy of the innovations and the ideas really flow, because we're, we're the feminine is always connected to that source of creation because we literally create in our yes. body. Yeah, It's so perfect. (laughs) It is. And so it's really just a matter of softening into not having certain ideas or agendas about any of this, Mm -hmm. you know, and finding where your own flow is and looking and examining your own life. Where am I in too much masculine energy? Mm -hmm. Where am I giving too much of myself and my power away? Where is my feminine leaking? Where are my leaky boundaries? That kind of thing.
1: So good. That's so good, Lynette. Oh my gosh. Okay. So another... Um, kind of juicy subject, I'd love to tap in um with you on is um shadow work because I feel like it's a buzzword. Um, yeah. you know, you talked about the inner child earlier in the conversation. and um, I would just love for you to speak on on, on both of those because uh, you have, again, powerful words and 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 wisdom in these areas. And I think um now more than ever, I think it's really important for for people to really, First of all, understand what this is about, and then, in that understanding, um, recognize how how it's being you know active in their own lives, and and how to stay within balance and harmony with these you know with your shadow work and your inner child.
0: Yeah, you know these are really big buzzwords, aren't they? You know, um, and that's okay. I mean, I love that people are so conscious and that they're waking up, and it's okay that it's trendy and stuff like that. But really to me, shadow work is just anything that you're rejecting about yourself. Mm. It's just an energy that you don't fully accept and acknowledge and that you um, are willing to delve deeper into and figure out what it's about. So um, one of the things for any astrology you know, um, people out there, the moon sign is really an aspect of your shadow. If you really sort of want to know a little bit more about yourself, look at your moon sign because your moon sign is really going to reveal the shadow aspects of your personality that can really help you to sort of see, okay, what are the more negative aspects or what we call the shadow aspects of the moon and sort of move in from that place. For me, that was a portal for me to enter my own shadow and you know, when you, when you identify the shadow, it's easier to identify it without needing to go through the moon or through another concept like that. But for me, I was really defensive. Mm. I was really defensive. I have an Aries moon. Mm. So I had this because the moon is a very subjective energy. It's subconscious. It's reactive. It's something that is going, you're going to respond from a place that's coming from the subconscious. You're not conscious about it. You're just in a reactive state with it. And this is why the moon can be helpful. So I was very reactive. I would be explosive. I would um, be impatient. These were things about me that were really hard to rein in because it was so, it was such a triggered response, yeah. um, you know? And so when I understood that I, because what happens is when you have the shadow and you recognize, okay, I've got these faults, excuse me, I've got these faults, I've got these flaws. Normally what we do is we beat ourselves up just indefinitely for those things, right? Yeah. Like, I understand this. I can't change it. I've tried to change it. It keeps coming up. I keep doing the same things over and over again. I can't seem to shift this pattern. That's because you're not acknowledging it. You're not loving that part of yourself. You're pushing it away, which anything you push away, you amplify, right? Mm -hmm. Make it bigger. Yeah. So it becomes more of a thing. So. I could not push that part of me away. I had to learn to love the aspects of me that were impatient, that were acting out, that were lashing out. Mm. I had to dig a little deeper underneath that response. And it was really hard to do. I had to really use my focus Mm -hmm. to really... Because it was hard for me to catch myself before the reaction. Because sure. for me, my Aries moon was so reactionary. I mean, it was just like a, like a spark, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a hard time catching myself before I would respond or react. So I just started loving those parts of me. Mm -hmm. And like when I would revisit a situation that I felt regret or remorse about, Mm -hmm. I just started loving the parts of me that had overreacted and that had acted um, impatiently and irrationally to things. And I took responsibility for it. You know, I apologized to people that I needed to. I started loving that part of me that was that I wanted to push away the part of me that I wanted to change, but I didn't really want to do the work. I just wanted it to go away. Mm-hmm. And so when I started loving those parts of myself, then I was able to access the more um, light energies of my Aries moon, which was playfulness, which was courage, which was determination, right. which was independence, right? Which was the warrior in me, because the warrior in me was the one that kept reacting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So once I started acknowledging the ways that I was the warrior in my own life, the Mm -hmm. way that I was taking on my life and that I was getting things done and I was achieving things that I never thought I'd be able to achieve. Once I started validating that, then the shadow sort of, I was able to calm that part of myself because I wasn't pushing it out of my experience. Yeah. And that's to me what shadow work is. It is loving the parts of yourself that you want to disown. The things that you really don't want to accept about yourself, mm. so we keep pushing them away, and energetically, it's only going to get bigger, and
1: yeah, it sounds like you bring you for sure because i do i do I do believe it that that is so true, you know whatever whatever you're you know investing your focus in, you're you're trying to you're you're giving energy to it, and so it's it's going to expand. Right. Um, I, it feels from what you just said that, you know, in, in that, in that, you know, in your loving of those, those parts of you, you're harmonizing yes. yourself, right? Cause it just, it's like, you're not saying go away. I don't acknowledge you or even that you don't have value. I'm sure. I mean, listen, that spice, I'm sure it does a lot for you in some moments when you need that. And then that's a powerful fucking tool like, to be able it to is. like, you know, crack the whip or whatever, but it's saying, um, like, I see you, I honor you. You're here for a reason. Uh, but let's, let's work together. Right. Yeah.
0: That, yeah,
1: yeah. I love so
0: that. the one of the things that I love about astrology and because I work in that polarity all the time with people. Right. And so you notice how, I had the aspects, the shadowy aspects of that Aries moon, I balanced it by accentuating the things that were awesome about that Aries moon. Because all of the signs, all of the planets, all of those energies have a polarity. They have a choice. Mm. This is how I operate with astrology. You're always at choice. You, You can see that there's a way that you're using this energy But there's also this way that you can use this energy. And so when you give people choices, they don't feel so confined Mm -hmm. in their life. They can see that, yes, I've got this Aries moon, which is my badass, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It is my energy that allows me to be single and allows me to have my own business and allows me to get out there and conquer my fears and and to to travel by myself and to live my life because I am independent at the moment. And so otherwise I would have remained small and tight and closed off and bitter and angry, which was definitely a choice that I could have made and that I was making. Mm. So it's really about the consciousness just of waking up, Yeah, you know, and I have a Virgo sun and an Aries moon. These two women don't like each other, you know, like my Virgo was the one that was so like harsh and critical of that part of me, I had to really get myself mm. under control. And it took me a while to do that. You know, it really did. It was my path. But this is why what I find about people that I work with. I tend to draw a lot of healers and guides and mentors and people like you to mm. what I do because we have our own experience and then we go on to teach it. Mm right? We go on to teach what we've learned about our experience, what we've know, just like you and I are both doing. Yeah. So how can you beat up something about yourself that's brought you so much joy and so much happiness and so much abundance and so much information and knowledge and wisdom. Yes. I mean, it's all just beautiful. You want to just bless all of it. So you don't want to leave any tidbit of yourself out in the cold, like bring in that tattered warrior who's, who just wants to fight and be defensive and fight for your rights and be heard, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. You've just got to show up for yourself and all of that energy will just integrate right into your experience. That's what we call embodiment. Embodiment. That's what I call embodiment.
1: I love it. I feel it. Um, I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with you all the way. Um, would you, would you speak on the inner child? Because um, we spoke about this before and I just, i loved so much about how you, you know, you're just your frameworks around this and like the, the inner child poking at you. And if you're not giving it that attention, it's going to keep getting louder and, 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 I think that this is so cool because a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of something like this. But when you, I'm such a visual person. So I actually like visualize this. Hey, pay attention to me, this little yeah. girl.
0: Yeah, me too. You know, I'm very visual as well. And when I really started doing this work, what I found is that I was, so what I do, the way that I work is that I pay attention to the emotion that I'm having so somatic in that sense, right? It's feel, it's a feeling in my body. I go into the feeling and I, I connect with the feeling because the feeling, whether it's fear or doubt, or whether it's trying to push something away, I can understand why that part of me is doing that, right? I can feel into the energy of why there's a fear there, why there's scarcity or lack. Yeah. And, what I noticed as I was doing this work is that I would visualize as well. And as I moved into the feeling to, to become more intimate with the feeling, the energy would present itself as a child, as my inner child at a different age or a different experience in life where maybe the energy got stuck. Mm. So I also have a background in hypnosis. So this has probably helped me a little bit to understand this because I had done a lot of hypnosis and had done a lot of work with myself and I had met myself at different ages Mm -hmm. and in different lifetimes even. So I could have this visualization. So I noticed when these, these emotions that I was feeling that would just come up randomly, sometimes were connected to my adolescence, my, my young childhood, my infancy, the ones that were more difficult to access that took me longer and that required a lot of trust were things that happened for me pre-verbally, right? Things mm-hmm. that I couldn't articulate, Yeah. but it was sort of like peeling back the layers of an onion. You know, I was able to connect with things that were safer. And then as I went deeper, I went deeper into, you know, my vulnerabilities, but I would always meet myself at different ages. So I was able to just let that be what it was, mm-hmm. you know, because I had certain traumas, like a lot of times we have traumas around peer groups, not being accepted by our friends and people that talk about us, people that bully us. And it isn't just about the inner child. Sometimes we go into these energies of real lack and fear of what other people think of us. And that can occur in teenagehood, you know, Mm -hmm. and in our adolescence. So you want to be willing to meet yourself at whatever age you are and to me the the aspect of being able to visualize my inner child at different ages and in different experiences that I remember um, or that I can connect to was really central to the self-love practice. It's hard to explain to other people because it's something that only you can do within. I can't facilitate that necessarily for you. Yeah. But It took time to kind of, and this is where you cultivate a relationship with yourself and you Mm -hmm. just start where you are yeah. because it is going to be like peeling back the onion and getting to the core of just being able to really connect with a deeper essence, you Mm -hmm. know, and when I was able to connect, even with my trauma in infancy, that was something that was, I was unaware of. This was something that my spirit guided me to that said, Hey, there's energy here. Mm -hmm. And, um, there was no, there was no one alive anymore that could validate that experience for me. I had to validate that experience for me on my own. And so when I did the real inner infant work, that was probably the most difficult because it was extremely painful. It was so tender that, um, I had to take some time to really get there, you know, to feel safe enough to reveal that part of myself to me. Mm-hmm. But I am very visual too. So when I work with the inner child, like when I uncovered my infant, I just scooped her up in my arms, I opened up my heart, I put her right in there, she stays in there, like that is where she is. Yeah. So I do these really creative things with my children. And sometimes I read to them. And sometimes I let them sleep with me in bed. And mm-hmm you know, I just do the work. I mean, I think that it's okay to allow yourself to do this work in whatever way suits you. Not everybody is visual, right? So you want to feel that the most important thing is that you want to start with the emotion Mm. because the emotion is generally attached to an event of something that happened that was traumatic in whatever way. And usually you're at a certain age when that happens. It isn't, what isn't important is, connecting so much with the age or the way that you looked but it's about that feeling right and really right. being a friend to mm-hmm. that feeling you know it almost as if you were the mother of that feeling the mother of the one that was feeling that feeling mm-hmm. you're going to remother yourself and that experience and just show up because all you've got to do is show up in love for that experience and not push it away and not make it wrong and not judge it and not need to know why it's there, but to just let it be there. Mm. And then your experience will deepen. And when you have an experience of, I know, so I noticed when I was doing the self-love practice, I noticed longer periods of time between my anxiety, between my bouts of depression, between my bouts of fear, right? So I noticed the more that I did it, I was leveling out literally. Mm -hmm. And the longer that I went between like episodes, Mm -hmm. um, I was holding space for myself longer. And then when I, when the emotions would crest and rise again, and I would have a feeling, I would go back into that feeling. And then pretty soon after practicing that long enough, I got into just a real Zen place where I got real confident and I was able to really activate a lot of things in my life and get a lot of movement and start teaching. And so it, it was a process, mm-hmm. but I couldn't have done it. I can't, I couldn't do anything that I do right now without a self-love practice.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. That's awesome. You're, You are incredible. Um, There's a few more things that I would love to to wrap out with you about before we end this amazing conversation that I'm so grateful for having with you. Um, One thing that I love to ask my guests um, is if that you had a magic wand and I definitely believe that you do. Um, You probably have a few Um, and you can take that wand and give the masses one positive habit that would have a, a, a huge ripple effect Um, in their life, what would that be? Mm.
0: Well, you know, self-love comes to mind. Um, I would have to say that's what it is. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, it sounds redundant, but I think that, you know, I've been doing this work for a while. And of course I read charts and I, I meet with a lot of really amazing people that are awakened, they're conscious, they're They're on the path of their own enlightenment and their own empowerment. And everyone suffers from self-doubt. Everyone. I mean, it's so crippling. Mm -hmm. And that self-doubt isn't something that you can talk yourself out of. And it isn't something that you can cheerlead your way out of. You've got to meet yourself in that feeling of self-doubt. You've got to feel into that. It's. Self-love, it sounds like, I mean, it's two words that seem really simple, but actually there's so much to it. (laughs) Um, So I would say love, love the one who doubts, you know, if I could, if I could just message the world, just love the one that's doubting because we're all in doubt. And when we're pushing against those edges, we're all going to come up against doubt because we're always going to transverse that territory we've never been. And this is the way we keep expanding and growing is by not letting that doubt and that fear stop your progress. Right. And another thing I would say too, if I can maybe add to that mm-hmm. is allow yourself to, no matter where you're at, even if you feel stuck and even if you feel really bound by an experience, know that even that is growth for you. You're always growing, even though you feel like you're in a place where you're got riders block or you don't, you don't feel movement or you're not feeling excited, um, you're the one that is always in the creation. And so what I find in, most of the time when people are in experiences like that, it's just because they have a fixated thought that they're stuck. Yeah. Right. They have this yeah. idea. Well, I feel stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And so they reinforce that. Yes. <laughs> so you want to just allow your stuckness You want to celebrate your stuckness. You want to just relax into stuckness, right? Like here I am. (laughs) You just want to have a party in stuckness and just be like, okay, I'm stuck. So I'm just going to enjoy being stuck. And then the minute you enjoy being stuck, you're not stuck anymore because you've already shifted it. Oh
1: my God, I love you. Because yesterday I literally was like fuck, I feel stuck with a business thing. And then I was like, whoa, because I'm so about my self dialogue, like the words that I'm saying to myself, my stories, like I'm hyper. I'm always watching myself from out here, you know? And I'm like, do we, do we want to, is this what we want to tell ourselves right now that we're stuck? I mean, even though, sure, you're, you're at a point right now where you're having a hard time making a decision. Is it this way or is it that way? So you're getting the feeling and the emotion of being stuck, but Let's just like allow ourselves to be okay with this so that we can keep it moving, girl. And literally like, that's literally what just see, you had that magic wand on me yesterday. <laughs> you
0: know, I have, I have a lot of people, especially air signs that come to me with problems with like indecision, mm. Indecision's Gemini. stuckness. <laughs> yeah. It's an energy of stuckness. The biggest clue for Gemini is that by the time you're in indecision, you boiled it down to two things. Either one of them are going to be good. Make a freaking decision, <laughs> right? Because the decision, the movements in the decision, it, being in indecision being in is also a decision. Mm.
1: <laughs> it's so true. And you know what my muse says to me?
0: You can't get it wrong. No, exactly. You can't. The only way you get it wrong is, you know, and this is a default, I think, for a lot of people that stay in indecision. Because I used to really suffer from this too that either decision is going to be the right decision. It doesn't matter. You've boiled it down to two decisions. Either decision is right. Make the decision. When you're trying to make a decision, you're trying to get movement. The movement is going to happen in the decision. Right. So make the decision. (laughs) You can always correct course. If right. you need to adjust, but
1: that's yeah, how I think that does, of- yeah. you, and it brings us to the full circle of this piece. It's like saying, you're not going to make a wrong decision. No matter what happens, even if it's the ultimate, you know, ideal scenario, you can recover. And in that recovery, in that peace, in that experience, there's something very valuable that becomes an asset to you. So it's all relevant, it's all important. Um, but it's just so funny because I literally was there yesterday and I just <laughs> so I kept it moving. But oh man, you're you were brilliant. Um before I do my rapid fire words, uh, which are just a few words that I, I share with you and you know, the idea is for you to, when I say these words, whatever comes top of mind, top of heart for you to come back to me with, and you do not need to be rapid. You can elaborate as deep as you would like. Um, Before I go there, is there anything else that you would like to live in this beautiful conversation? Um, Maybe something that you don't get asked about frequently or something that's really robust within you right now that you just want to live in this talk?
0: Yeah, you know, I would say that many people right now are getting ready to really step into their own empowerment. And any time that we're working with empowerment within ourselves, we're getting ready to empower others always. And you can get really stuck Mm -hmm. on a vision of perfection of how it needs to look, how you've got to have all your ducks in a row, how you've got to have this ready and that ready in order to start. And I just want to say, don't limit yourself, start where you are, start with your sharing, start with your vision, start with writing down ideas, start with your social media or whatever it is that you're going to connect to because spirit and source is going to deliver you a more perfect package than you could even imagine in your head. So we have these limited perceptions of how it needs to look. And that a lot of times will stop us from actually taking action. Taking action is the most important thing. Even if it's just getting up in the morning when you don't want to get up in the morning, even if it's taking a shower when you haven't had one for five days because you've been (laughs) in bed crying, right? It's really just about getting movement in your life. And Letting go of this idea or this illusion that it needs to look a certain way, because this is what I notice the most is that people get really stuck mm-hmm. in that vision that if they don't have this ready and they don't have that ready, that they can't begin. And you can always begin. You can always begin even just by talking um, and following your heart. You know, I would say 95% of the people that I work with that are searching their purpose already have an idea of what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm just there for confirmation. Mm -hmm. So follow your heart. You know, I feel like it's a, it's a a huge like drama that we're all in that we can't trust ourselves. You know, self-love helps with that, Mm -hmm. but trust what's in your heart. Trust what your desires of Matt Kahn um, taught me a very important lesson. And he taught me that your desires are an aspect of your intuition. They're Mm -hmm. always guiding you. Into what your the fullness of your reality is, and a lot of people have been taught by society or other things that it is, that it's dangerous to pursue your desires, that it's selfish, that it's that it's not the path for you to take, that you need to be more um, self contained and more cautious. And I say, fuck that! Yes, <laughs> follow your. Yeah, follow your desires because your desires are an aspect of your intuition. I've learned this. You have a desire for something in your heart that is guiding you. That is like another aspect of your intuition that's saying, go that direction. Yes. Because that's where your happiness is. That's where your joy is. You already have the desire. The energy is already there. Just lend your actions to that desire. And before you know it, you're going to get movement. It's just going to happen.
1: Right. Right. That's so good. That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that because I think that that really needs to be on loudspeaker, um, <laughs> you know, because, it, and it's not just about the things that, Um, it's, I think it's one part. Sure. you You can really cultivate this experience of, from the external perspective of life, like, you know, the, the home, the, the work, the, the finances, the partner, but you're when you really are operating from that intuitive, passionate, heart, you know, driven space, it's the inner um fulfillment that you are really going to, and in fact, that might even come first, you know, before the other pieces fall in. But to me, that's like where it's, anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you said that because I do feel that um it it's 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 the way, it's the it way. just. I mean, I it's know it the yeah, it's the way. Well, yeah, well.
0: It's how I. It. It's how I'm doing what I do now because I spent most of my life in this in this desire to live the life that I'm living, and telling myself all the reasons why I couldn't. And the desire never lied to me. Not once. It was always there. I was lying to me. I was lying to my mind. <laughs> Ego lying to me by telling me that I couldn't make a living doing this, that I couldn't be supported. I couldn't have been farther from the truth. And actually once I started really just believing in myself through self-love it, I got momentum very quickly, you know, as mm. you probably t- too, I know you understand this. So follow your desire. I do and I'm
1: still moving through it. Yeah. I love it. Oh God. You're so brilliant. Okay.
0: Lynette,
1: rapid fire words. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes, I'm too analytical. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, Okay, the first word is love.
0: Peace. Peace. It's peace. You know, the thing is, is that, and this is something that we had talked about earlier in our last session. um, Mm -hmm. Love exists within us. Love, any love that we've ever experienced with anyone else outside of us, our family, our lovers, our children, that love is ours. That love that we feel for others has always been ours. We've only been able to feel our love. We can have the expression of love projected at us from another person. We can feel a love and a touch and a hug and those sort of things. But the love that we actually feel for another person is our love. So, when you realize that that love is available to you, it's peace. It just brings you peace because you know that you never are without it.
1: Ah, I love that. <laughs> um so good. Okay, the next word is fear.
0: Fear's a lie. It's a fucking liar. <laughs> fear is simply fear is not evidence that you shouldn't do something fear is there to show you what's in the way. That's it. That's it. It's a lie. If, if fear, fear never feels good in your body, right? Like we mm-hmm. feel fear in our body. It, we have a, 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 a response to it. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have a response like that, when you feel uncomfortable in your body, you know, that you're telling yourself a lie. Mm. So when you don't feel good in your body, you want to check in. Okay. What was I just thinking? Yeah, Because I can guarantee you're thinking a thought that is lying to yourself. And, and your body's trying to get your attention and saying, okay, that's a lie. That mm-hmm. doesn't feel good. I'm telling you that that's a lie because it doesn't feel good. You always want to feel good, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, next word is courage. Courage. Wow. Courage. Um, courage is a word I know well. Courage. Oh, boy. How do I explain Courage. Courage is, to me, is fire. Mm -hmm. Courage is life. Courage is possibility. Courage is the future. Mm. Courage is that greatest love that you deeply want. Mm. Courage is vulnerability. Courage is belief in yourself. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: You just, I don't know why you just activated the gladiator in me. <laughs> so
0: I know good. it does. That word does, does me too. It does. It it's does. So totally. Good. Yep. Uh, next word is challenge. Challenge. Challenge is just your edge, right? Mm-hmm. Challenge is just your growth edge. That's all it is. It is a boundary that you haven't crossed yet. It is something that you haven't done. It's a new experience. This is where you get to activate courage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because this is that inner warrior that says, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can do this. Even if I do it poorly, I can still do this. Right. Right. Because we can judge a lot of things. We can see a lot of things as things we do well, things we do poorly, whatever, whatever we decide to be in judgment about Mm -hmm. challenge is just a growth edge. It's an area where you get to expand its adventure. You get to go into a place you've never been. And what are you going to find when you get in there? Because mm. you're likely going to find the gold, because that's how it is. Mm-hmm. There's always under this under a challenge. There's always gold there that is going to take you to the next level. Yeah. So yeah,
1: I love it. Um. Yes. Um. Okay. Just a couple more curiosity.
0: Curiosity. <laughs> Wow, curiosity to me is creation. That's life. You know, that's the god spirit within us. That is that is express that is spirit expression through us of you know, I'm I'm not a religious person, but I do believe in a source and I feel like we're each an extension of that source and so for me curiosity is what's next? What else can I do? How else can I experience this life and this love and this body? And this nature and this world and this relationship Mm -hmm. and this new thing, you know, we're on the we're on such a growth edge right now as a collective and Mm -hmm. leaning into things and going places where we've never been. And so we're really leaning more and more into that expression of. Being curious, you know, Mm -hmm. being curious about how other people spend their days and their lives and what their experiences are about. And curiosity to me is leaving a part of yourself, like moving out of yourself into the unknown Mm -hmm. and being willing to explore something that is new to you. It's an, again, it's an adventure to me. It's, it's, it's almost like that challenge word.
1: Yeah. Curiosity is an adventure. I love it.
0: So, so good. Two more words uh, resilience. Resilience. You know, I have an image of it like a crystal, like a crystal sword. Um, the energy of resilience to me, oh, bo- boy, that one almost makes me emotional. Oh. Be- because resilience is holy. You know, it's that ability to not give up, that ability to not surrender to the darkness within you and to love that part of you rather than to cave into it and to give up and i was a giver upper i was a total giver upper and i would i would meet my growth edge and then i would quit because i kept seeing these experiences as evidence that i shouldn't that i was on the wrong path that i wasn't doing the right thing so a lot of times i feel like people have challenges that come up And they don't persevere. Perseverance and resilience to me are sort of the same. It wasn't until I started persevering and telling myself that I could do it. I could, I saw other people doing it. I knew I could do it. I had to show up for myself. I had to cheerlead for myself. Yeah. I had to, I had to put away the past and stop going back into the past, past mistakes, past hurts, past failures. Mm -hmm. I found that I was. In many ways, afraid of failure or afraid of uh, like success more than I was even afraid of failure. Mm. So that resilience was hard fought for me. Mm-hmm. It really was. The warrior in me had to fight really hard for that because I had to find a different way to fight for myself. and And then I did. And everything shifted once I was able to persevere and be resilient and not give up and pick myself up again and keep trying. And not collapse back into myself. Um, the reserves there, the 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 wealth of self love and success that I had for myself was beyond anything I could have imagined. It was so much better than where my mind went when I would collapse into fear and collapse into failure. I've been able to live so much farther than I would have been if I hadn't been resilient.
1: You sound so good. That was cinematic for me. <laughs> it's like, the visual for par- artists in me are like, I saw myself running in the deep sand, but you know, I'm at mile five and tears are coming down. Cause I just, I'm watching this warrior. Like you can fucking do it. Yep, like,
0: that's right. Yeah. And to me, that crystal sword, you know, it's like, it's like that sword of truth, you know, it's, it's transparent. It's there. It's, it's unbreakable. It's. It's within us. That's our core, man. You just got to connect with it. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Final word is excellence.
0: Excellence. Excellence is you showing up for yourself every day. However that looks, Mm. you know, there's nothing to achieve beyond that. You take baby steps. You do it one day at a time. You love yourself through it. You congratulate, you acknowledge yourself for all the ways that you succeeded that day that's excellent and you do that every single day and it's going to change your life.
1: Yeah, that's so I love that. I I I it resonates. It's it's a process. For me that's how I view it, right? And so um you just said that so beautifully. Lynette, you are visceral. Like you're incredible. And I um one thing that I do uh before we close is um I know that you you offer all kinds of things. And I, I, I really am telling everybody right now to go to your website, to check out your Instagram. It's incredible. Not only what you post, but what you offer something that I am going to talk to you about, um, offline is, um, I, I want to do a natal uh, reading with you. Cause that's something that you, you really love doing. And, yeah. um, if you want to just insert that really quick on what that really is and, 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 and how you offer that, uh, I, I, yeah. I love that
0: so the natal reading within every chart every chart is a is a is a fingerprint of your soul energy it's an energy reading so it is determined at the moment of your birth and you determine as a soul you determine the moment of that birth the location your parents all of that because it's the energy that you choose to use in this lifetime So within that signature, it unlocks your purpose. It unlocks the trajectory of your life. It unlocks your choice. And it also unlocks what I call the higher grids, the energy that you're building and working towards. Mm -hmm. And um, so I use that as a tool. And then I have a lot of coaching packages that extend from there. Um, I work with my daughter as well and we help coach others much like you do into empowerment and business and stepping into their own spiritual practices and being, you know, being able to thrive in that kind of an experience. Yeah. But I find that, um, you know, the, the natal readings are my signature readings because um, it's very, it's deep confirmation mm-hmm. for your life and for your purpose and Purpose, self-love always reveals our purpose. Purpose always reveals service because that's really what it's about. Sure. So, um, and then I teach a lot about how to use, you know, how to how to structure that how to structure it with boundaries i'm an i'm a spiritual strategist and really what that means is that i help people to understand their own energy and how to use it how to work through their blocks how to work through their moments when they're climbing and and growing and expanding how to connect with their wisdom and knowledge and intuition so it's a lot of different things that i do but the, the natal readings are amazing
1: Amazing. Yeah. So it's so important to know how to channel and use your energy. That's really, really important, right? Um, Yeah. I can't wait to do that with you. I just want to say Thank you so much for this time, for your energy, and also for being such a badass, powerful contributor to this life that we are living. You are the real thing. And it's mm-hmm. it's just an honor to be connected to you. Thank you to my girl, Carrie. I love her so much for this. Thank and you. I can't wait to share this with the world. So thank oh, you.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. You know, it was so much fun when we did it the first time. Yeah. It's even better the second time. So <laughs> You know, I love the story and it was such a great example of just how we just keep doing it. You know, we just keep showing up and there's no right or wrong. There's no, that we just love ourselves and we just show up again and then it's even better. So. I thank know. you for thank having me. I appreciate
1: it. Oh, no, thank you. So all of all of the information um your Instagram, will, everything will be in the show notes, but if you want to call it out, just to call it out, put it out in the universe. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you can find me at Oracle of Your Soul um on Instagram. That's my handle. That's also my website oracleofyoursoul.life. Um, I do have various amounts of coaching packages and I teach self-love. I have a free self-love workshop on the link in my bio and Instagram. Um, and you can also access that through my um, website as well. So, um, I'm always creating, I'm always getting stuff out there. Um, I like to play with my community. I'm very engaged on social media, on my, on my Instagram. So if you want to get a taste of me, that's where you can go. I love it. Yes.
1: I love hanging out with you on Instagram, watching your collective reading. So, (laughs) okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody. You know what to do get channeled into this incredible woman and I'll catch you on the next one. Sounds good. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. You guys, if you loved it, please share it on your social, throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at black belt beauty. I am also at Roxy look R O X Y L O O K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired,